Jenny. <laughs> With the muzzy, too. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I do like that. Let me hit this quick intro. All right, go for it. Joining us today, and hopefully not from a mall this time, is Kulin Star goalie and former Michigan Tech and Wisconsin Badger, Matt Jerusik. Welcome back to the Buzz Pod. How you doing, brother? Good, bro. I'm not uh, not working at Lululemon anymore, so no more malls Zoom calls. No more malls. No more discounts either, man. You you must yeah. have gone out and whatever you needed. There must be some yeah. in Russia. Some new. You, you probably got a new wardrobe, eh? Yeah, I spiced it up a little bit. Not gonna lie, I actually got kicked off of the uh, Lululemon like employee discount because I would bring all the boys when I was playing in Texas. And, like, eventually they're, like, this guy's buying, like, 500 bucks of clothes every other week. <laughs> like, we got to get this guy out of here. So I showed up with uh, my buddy Luke Martin. He played at uh, I know Marty. Played in Michigan. Yeah, Marty. Yeah, he's a beauty. Showed up and he grabbed a bunch of clothes and brought it to the register. And they're, like, yeah, you don't have the discount anymore. So we had to soak, like, full price for a bunch of stuff. It was hilarious. And we haven't talked since before you went to the KHL. I mean, I want to know all about that experience. But first, how did that even come about? Like, how did you get recruited and and, and all that? Um, I don't know. I just, like, uh, kind of got lucky. So from what the GM told me, his name is Scotty McPherson. He's, like, from Boston. He's been working with Kuhn Luna and off for a couple of years now or whatever. But he said he was just, like, saw a couple of my games when I played the Wolves when I was in Texas and thought I was good. And then he gave like my name and uh, two other guys' names who are actually pretty good goalies too. They're still in the American League. And was one of them was up and down in the, in the coast this year. He gave our names to the goalie coach and the goalie coach like picked me. And I was like, holy shit. Like when I first got the offer, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, obviously I didn't want to go back to the coast. So I was like... Might as well, you know, take a shot at this and see what happens. So thankfully it all worked out. Yeah, that was buying low and selling high. Yeah, yeah, totally. I like, I was like, holy shit. Like, I just got so lucky. But I mean, just made the most of it and had fun over there. So it was a good time. That's awesome. What were your initial thoughts? Like, you're on the plane on your way there. I'm sure you've heard what everyone's heard. Like, what are your initial thoughts going in? And then talk about your first couple of days in Russia. Well, I was, like, full tilt on board, um, and then, like, I told my parents or whatever that I got, like, the offer, and my dad, who's, like, a huge hockey guy, he was full tilt on board, because he kind of, like, he, as long, like, as well as I could, like, see, like, the trajectory I was taking over here, and it was just going to be, like, up and down a coast, like, just grinding, Um. And then my mom, like, obviously didn't understand it. So I was living in Madison at the time uh, with my girlfriend at the time. And so they drove up and, like, her and my ex were, like, bawling their eyes out, like, trying to convince me not to go and shit. But yeah. obviously I was like, I'm going. So, like, sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like, you say, like, on the plane, like, it didn't really hit me until, like, I landed, like, on the tarmac in Moscow. And I was looking out the window and it was, the sun was just coming up. It was like 7 a.m. Moscow time. I was just looking out at like sun coming up over the trees and shit. And I'm like, oh my God, like 
I'm really <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't a joke. I just got goosebumps. So that like, that's yeah, cool. yeah. It was like a surreal feeling. I'm looking out the window. I'm like, I don't know what could happen. But anyways, I like followed everyone like through to customs and like had my passport to the lady. And she starts like trying to ask me questions in Russian. And I was just like, I speak English. I'm sorry. And she like rolled her eyes at me. She's like, this idiot. Like, what's he doing here? And so she's like staring at my thing. Like, I can't answer any of the questions that she has because she like, we don't speak the same language. <laughs> and then eventually she just like lets out a big sigh and like gives me a couple stamps and like hands it to me. And I'm like, good. And she's like, Shh. like, just starts pointing me off. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I walk through, grab my bags, and I have no, like, internet connection. And so, like, they arrange for, like, a driver to come pick me up at the airport, but I can't contact him. So, like, I'm just wandering around the terminal, like, looking for anyone who, like, seems like they'd be a driver. And then this one guy comes up and he starts, like, grabbing my bags and sticks and stuff and, like, throwing them on both shoulders <laughs> and just starts running through the airport. I'm, like, sweating bullets trying to keep up with this guy and... I don't know, he throws the, uh, throws the bags in like a van and then drive to the hotel, chilled, was still like in shock or whatever. And then I started like the jet lag started to hit me. So I like slept basically all the first day. And then I think uh, the next day I had like, we did medicals there and I don't know, the medicals over here, are, like you see some doctors and stuff, but it's like a pretty quick process. They just like check the knees and hips and like you're in and out. But over there, you go to, like, this super fancy uh, hospital, like, right in the heart of downtown Moscow. And, like, you, I was in there for, like, eight, nine hours total. Like, you see a doctor for, like, every part of your body. They're, like, MRIing and, like, taking, like, pictures of your throat. Like, every piece of your body gets looked at. Like, your heart, everything. They do a really good job, actually. And you do, like, a bunch of tests and stuff to make sure, like, everything's good. And then got cleared and then started training camp the next day. So it was pretty good. How, how was uh, your first KHL training camp? Is it similar uh, to, the, to the AHL ones? No, no, no. It's like, it's a death march for sure. Like you're getting bagged all the time. And so I was the first one over there, actually. Like me and the other goalie were supposed to fly over at the same time. Um, but he got COVID, so he couldn't fly over. So it was just me and the goalie coach for, like, a week, maybe a week and a half, just doing, like, skating drills up and down the ice, oh, just no. getting absolutely bagged. Yeah, so, like, workout, skating drills. And then, like, eventually the boys came. But I, like, didn't tone down from there. We would do, like, two-a-days on the ice with a workout in between and stuff. Like, they work you really hard over there, so – I mean, like, you're in pretty good shape. Like, now this offseason going in, I, like, know what to expect. So it's not like I'm on the ice like a bunch right now because I know it's going to be, like, I think the number's 45 days for our next training camp, this one coming up, and then it'll be, like, two-a-days and stuff. Yeah, we're in the American League, you're, like, or in the coast. You show up, it's, like, a week of practices, and then you're right into game week, and then you play on the weekend. So it's a bit of a change of pace. Yeah, forty-five day training camp. Yeah, forty-five. It's basically days a summer. So. so, like, do they literally, literally just put all their summer training in the forty-five days? And... Exactly. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you, so you guys get paid a little longer then because you guys start way earlier. Yeah, it's like a ten-month contract. So, like, you yeah, your pay's spread out. So, I mean, me personally, like, I don't mind it. Like, Moscow's a sick city, especially in the summertime. And then, like, yeah, I would be doing, huh? 
you can't talk to anybody eh? and, and uh, yeah so- i mean i try my best it's like a lot of google translate they have like the google translate app so you like speak into it and then you'll hand the phone <laughs> to the person <laughs> you'd be like talking back and forth like that. all you gotta say all you gotta say at the bar is kunlun red star <laughs> yeah and they're like huh who and then you say like we play dynamo like we play the big teams like don't worry about it <laughs> and then the, then they kind of understand but how's the no, it's how's good the like, i don't there? mind it uh sick like unreal especially like the big teams like omsk ska which is like saint petersburg Siska, which is like red army dynamo spartak basically like almost everybody has like crazy fans and so like we didn't have too much of a fan base because like we're renting this rink uh in matishi um so we've only been there for a couple of years but like we get like a decent crowd but like when we play other teams like their fans will come in because like moscow's got people from all over russia and then when we play the moscow teams like we'll pack the barn mm-hmm. um but yeah when you go into these other rinks it's like insane man they're doing like soccer chants the whole time like you got guys on the drums like banging it and stuff like the environments are pretty electric for sure how many fans would you say like those top teams get well, Scott just built the new, like, 20,000-seat, like, NHL arena. Wow. Uh, Omsk just finished, like, a fourteen or 15,000-seat arena. And, like, we played there on a Sunday, and it was juiced. Like, it was packed. Um, What's Ak the problem like? a really So, for the Moscow teams, you, like, bus around Moscow. Yeah, that's not yeah. – So, like, for example, like, we played in, like – we played in – a northeast suburb of Moscow, and then Dynamo and Spartak are kind of like in the heart of the city. Siska is in the southeast of the city, and then Vitiaz, which is another team, is like in the eastern part of the city. So you would just like, depending on like the schedule of the week, maybe you would morning <coughs> skate, maybe you wouldn't. Um, but if you would, like you would just morning skate at the rink, I got you. go home, nap, and then the bus would take you from like the hotel where like they put us all up in a hotel and you can move out or you can't, but like on days like that, guys will go from like morning skate back to the hotel, take a nap and then bus to the rink. But then anywhere out of town, you're like flying everywhere, which is super nice. Like charter flights. You just like walk through the airport, hop on like a little bus that takes you to the plane and then you get like a full road to yourself. Yeah. So it's the travels aren't like unreal. Uh There's like far flights. So like our first road trip of the year, we did like the Far East swing. So there's two teams, uh, Amur and then Vladivostok, which are like in the Far East of Russia. So what's that close so to? A, give me like, give me like uh, big places that I would know. That North is- Korea. Okay. Ever heard of it? All right. Yeah. Ever heard of it? I have a little, yeah. I got a photo album on my phone here quick. It's called Russia with a little Dubai and Kazakhstan. So I don't know if you guys can see this. Where's my thing? So that's, can you see that point? Yeah, like yeah, the, I got that. The dot? I got yeah. So that's Vladdy. And then like 30, 40 miles south is like the North Korean border. Wow. Yeah. When we landed there, I like looked at the map and I'm like, I have never been over to this part of the world. You gotta get me crazy. out of here. So, yeah. Well, it, no, Vladdy was like a really yeah, sick like? city. It was like, it was what I would think like Japan would be like in terms of like geography or like topography or whatever with like the mountains and like the ocean yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but getting over there was kind of wild. So like we played our first three games of the year at home against the two Far East teams and then Novo Sibirsk, which is like 
in uh it's the biggest city in siberia it's got like a couple million people it's like a really big city and like their fan base is crazy like they they got one of the best fan bases uh in the league so we played those three games had two days off the next day we flew five hours to siberia Mm -hmm. practiced played and then we had another two-day break and then we did the rest of the five hours all the way out to the east played a merv laddie and then flew back so yeah it was interesting yeah the full swing how did uh how the season go for you personally like what did you feel like in, in your first few starts like what the hockey was like uh the first few starts were pretty good i got off to like a pretty good start um i didn't play much in the beginning i think i played like one or two out of our first 10, like the other goalie was, had been there for a couple of years. It's like a seasoned bet. He played a little bit in the, his name is Jeremy Smith. He like was a long time AHLer, played a couple okay. games in the NHL. And then he'd been in the KHL for the previous four. So the coach was riding him real hard. Um, Who was the coach? Uh, Greg Ireland. So he, he's been all over Europe. He's coached in like the Dell, uh, okay. the NLA, the Swiss, like the Swiss Okay. League. So he's been around. So he, he, he speaks English. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all English. Yeah. 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 Um, our whole, like, so he was English. We had a Latvian assistant okay. who spoke Russian and English. And then we had another assistant from Boston. And then our goalie coach, uh, was a Russian guy. But he spoke good English too. Like he was, I think he was drafted by the Leafs or someone. And he came over here, played a year um, pro here and then went back and played like 10 years pro back home. But so he spoke good English, but it, yeah, it was all English. Like okay. day yeah, to day, yeah. cool. which is like contrary to most guys, like most teams in the league. So it was That's nice. Yeah. Good. And how, how are the boys? I mean, I looked at your roster. There's a lot of guys that have played in the U S had had great careers in the U S um, how are the boys there? And also uh, obviously a guy like me wants to know how, how that guy Garrett Hunt is. Hunty? Yeah, because he's he's a tough he is, guy, right? Oh yeah, he's a weapon. He like he fought who was like what guys were saying was like the toughest guy in the league, like the other like tough guy in the league. So this kid was on Vladdy at the beginning of the year. He got traded to Spartax. So we played him a couple of times. And Hunty just like beat the wheels <laughs> off of him, man. It was a, like he was the toughest guy in the league, bar none, like no one would touch him. There's like <laughs> not a ton of fighting in the league. You get like one free fight. And then every fight after that is a one-game suspension unless the guy initiates it with you. Wow. So there's, like, next to no fighting. Like, there's a lot of, like, scrums where, like, sticks drop, but gloves stay on, and guys are, like, throwing with gloves. Um, but there's not, like, a ton of, like, tilts like you see over here. But Hunt's here's a beauty, like, good energy guy, good locker room guy. Like, we had an unreal group of guys, which, like, it made it, like, unreal. Like, I, I want to say we had, like, seven american 13 canadians we had two young russian kids on loan from spartak um we had a russian goalie who came in when i got hurt who was like a legend in the league he was like one of the top guys in the league for like a five or six year stretch um so he came in when i got hurt and then he just stuck around after that his name was alexi morigan he's like a beauty like didn't speak one word of English and I didn't speak any Russian, but we were just like be in the back of team meetings, just like looking at each other, like nodding and laughing. It was like so funny. So like, yeah, we had an unreal group of guys. Yeah. It was good like to have a bunch of English speakers, like, cause most guys like in the league, like the cap used to be five imports. Now it's three. 
So like, usually you got three or four other guys to hang out. Like you can hang out. Well, like a lot of guys in Russia, like learn English, either from playing over here, just like learning in school or whatever. So you can talk to most guys, but I mean, it's just like over here. It's not like those guys want to go out of the way to have a dinner where they're speaking their second language, right? If they go out to eat, they're going to be speaking Russian with the Russian guys. So it's good to have some English speakers. I'm actually taking, uh, Russian tutoring right now. A lady in Oak Park, which is like a couple minutes from my house, teaches Russian. So nice. So I've been trying to get like a little base, like layer of it, so I can like at least communicate with some people. Yeah. I want to ask about uh on your time off. Like, seems like you guys get to have sick little vacations on your days off. I saw you went to Dubai. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, yeah. In normal years, there's like a bunch of uh, international breaks where like all the national teams in Europe will get together and play and like. Now with everything going on, they only have one. Um, so we had like a five-day break. Um, and so, yeah, the boys, I remember we played. So I was hurt uh, for like six weeks leading up to the break. And I was like working, trying to get back. So I ended up getting back for the game before, the like the last game before the break. So we actually, that was one road trip there where they bust. But my goalie coach, who's got like a nice like, Ben's like an unreal car. He drove me and Marigan, the Russian goalie, up uh, from Moscow to Yaroslav, which is like two-hour drive. Played Yaroslav Locomotive, who's like a really good team. Beat him one nothing. Sick game. Got right back in the car. Drove straight to the airport. Changed into our beach clothes. Like went to the airport bar, had a couple beers, and then went straight to Dubai. It was unreal. Yeah, and so the boys just had a time in Dubai. We rented a yacht one day. Did like camelback riding, a tour of the desert, went to like the Burj Khalifa, like the tallest building in the world, checked out the, all the sights and sounds. Yeah, tore it up a bit and then got back to reality there pretty quickly. We had like a little mini training camp after that. So like we spent four days in Dubai having a lot of fun and then we went right back into like three straight two days and the boys were like <laughs> grinding so hard, but we got back into it and played pretty well coming out of the break, so. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Wow, camel rides and desert tours. It's sounds- yeah, it's not your typical sounds- hockey break. Yeah, it sounds like the guys in the KHL kind of carry themselves a little more like the guys in the national than like the guys over here in the American League and in the coast. Or what? What would you say? Like, because I know uh, guys on your team have had like lengthy careers and probably made some good dough. You know, like sounds like oh like- yeah for sure like you have to watch yourself like you can't be hanging out like going out to eat like all the time and out like with the older guys because they've like obviously played in the show for a bunch of years and like we're in the american league getting paid good bucks and then in the khl for a while so yeah it's a little bit different in that aspect but i'd say it's like same old stuff just like a hockey guys being hockey guys like day in day out so I wouldn't say it's too much different uh, than being over here, but yeah, I mean, it is fun for sure. Gotta uh, enjoy it. You're learning Russian, so obviously that means you plan on going back there to to Kunlun. Yeah, so I yeah I resigned um well, a couple of weeks ago now, so yeah, that's just what I'm doing in my day to day is like planning on getting my visa paperwork, and then you have to order all your equipment. Um, first and then they reimburse you so that's just been my day-to-day like training and then on the phone with all the reps and stuff trying to get my gear ordered and stuff but yeah I'm going back for sure we leave uh so camp starts officially July 15th and I think I'm going to get over there like July 10th or something 
Wow. When, so yeah, only a couple more weeks here. Yeah. Wow. When did you get home? We'll have to go golfing before you take off. But what, oh, uh, yeah. Did you get for home? sure. Uh, February, we left February 28th, got back March 1st. So it's been like the, one of the longest off seasons I've had wow. uh, in my career to date. Yeah. One to July 10th. It's like four, four months and a half. July. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's a good little break, but. Good for you. Get right back to it soon. What are you doing? You said, I mean, you obviously said you're, you're not going on the ice right now. You're just working on your gear and training off the ice. Yeah, working out, doing like, just different training and stuff like my eye hand stuff. Z, yeah, and I got like that little on. ball machine. Yeah, yeah, switched on. Just getting the eyes going, getting the body right, trying to get like my conditioning and strength up, and then chilling, golfing all the time, playing a lot of cod, hanging out, taking Pilates. Just enjoy- yeah, yeah, Pilates, enjoying yeah. the time off, stretching a bit, but yeah, and, really just chilling. And um, and like your your off days in Russia. I mean, you said Russia's sick. You mentioned like Moscow's sick. Like, what are you doing on your off days? Like, are you going on walks through the city? Are the boys always hanging out or? Yeah. Yeah. So I love going, like, even when it was freezing, I love going for walks in the city. Cause it's like, unlike anything I've ever seen, like 20 million people in Metro area. So like you can go to a different part of town and walk around and it's like, you've never seen like this place before in your life. And like you go five minutes over and it's completely, uh, completely different. Uh, but our off days, like, so a big part of their culture is, like, these, like, saunas and, like, they call them, like, banyas. So they have, like, these unbelievable sauna houses, like, all over the city where, like, you go in, mm-hmm. you get, like, your robe and your towels and stuff. And then they'll have, like, a big, like, kind of, like, chill area with, like, bench it, like, seats, like, bench-style seating with, like, tables in the middle where you can order, like, food and beers and shit, or food, beers, and stuff, sorry, um, and then you, like, walk through, like, the, the chill area, and then they'll have, like, cold tubs, hot tubs, massage tables, and, like, a bunch of, like, showers, and, like, waterfall little things where, like, you pull, like, a lever, and it, like, just buries you with, like, freezing cold water, um, and then they'll have like these huge like 20 30 person saunas with like it's like two stories so like you walk up into these saunas and it's like the hottest like the hottest sauna you've ever been in they have like this gigantic like brick oven that's always cooking and they just like dump water on it and they'll do like ceremonies and things where they'll like throw like different leaves and scents in there and then like this guy will come in with like this huge like pizza paddle looking thing and we'll like wave the hot air at you and just cook the living like cook you like medium well or uh, well done like a steak and just like absolutely fry you so we like me a good group of guys maybe like five or six guys would start every off day at the sauna and then like i don't know like whatever the day calls for maybe go downtown have a nice dinner like do whatever really but yeah typically like sauna go to dinner walk around go see a movie or no movies but <laughs> really just chill honestly like yeah they, they're not too many english movies but yeah just chill nice dinners and sauna it's basically That's unreal. the russians know how, yeah, to yeah. How, how much oh yeah how much does that cost like a day at the banya well it depends on how many beers you have really <laughs> uh, yeah i mean how much, i'd say like... it's a i think like 
so a three hour pass was like four thousand rubles, which would be like I don't know. See, that's the tough part about being over there because it's all in rubles, so you don't. So you you walk yeah. around with like a hundred thousand rubles. Yeah, well, I mean, you have it all on your phone. They like the apps oh. they have for their phone and like their metro system and like their like their Uber and stuff. It's so easy to use. Like, does it make more sense than what we use over in the U.S.? Uh, so, like, they have this. Uh, the bank that works over there is that Raytheon Bank right there. Yeah, the yellow one. And so, like, instead of having like Uber or uh, what's it called, uh, like Venmo and Zelle and all that different stuff, like you just use this Raytheon app and like you can pay all your bills through there and like e-transfer people right through the app. Like, it's really simple. Um. So yeah, I didn't have too much cash because like when you have cash, it just disappears like in two seconds. But um, yeah, I just had a card and stuff. But what about? I'm trying to think of how much it would cost. Oh, the food was unreal, man. Like, so a little bit northwest of like, so the Kremlin is like the heart of the city where the government is and like where all like the big powerful people are. And then a little bit northwest of that is like Teverskaya or uh belaruskaya like train station which is like a big train station that you can go like basically anywhere in the country from um and right around that area is a bunch of like eating and shopping and stuff and so they have these like things called like food malls where since it's so cold outside they'll just have like a ton of restaurants come into this place and this place was called the depot so like you walk in and there's probably like 70 or 80 restaurants in there like little like you just go up to the counter and like order your food get a buzzer when it buzzes you go grab it and there's like a bunch of tables and stuff and then like a stage in there like thursday friday saturdays they'd have like a dj or a live band come in and it gets like electric like it's a pretty sick like place to go out at um so we would go to the depot like almost every day after practice that was like the main food spot and then like the restaurants downtown are like super classy that's classier than places you go in the american league obviously <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you're not eating like a denny's and wilkesbury yeah. scranton it's or like rock top for notch. yeah yeah no rockford like chipper or something yeah, yeah that's that's unreal so when you guys go yeah, off the road nice. like and you guys stop for food you guys are stopping at nice places as well so on the road you just eat so you always have a meal at the hotel uh when you get in you'll have like a meal and then like breakfast lunch like pre-game all that like post-game will always be at the hotel um and then you can like run out and grab food like other places like my goalie coach took me to spot in Yaroslav which was like really nice like modern kind of like funky hipster vibes but uh typically on the road I would just eat at the hotel it's just easier get down by your room just go down there muck quick and go back to bed or something but yeah, like all the team provided meals were either like at the hotel we stayed at, at the rink after practice, or like at the hotel on the road. Did the boys put money on the board? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Still, yeah. so like in terms of hockey, still pretty traditional ways that we kind yeah, of yeah money on the board, the court fines. Yeah. Uh, what about owners? Do owners ever come down and put money on the board or no? Yeah, yeah. So our owner was in town when we played Cisco, like Red Army. Um, and I think he put money on the board or was like something like a said, like double win bonus or something, but we got pumped. Or, 
<laughs> Actually, I don't think we got pumped. We lost like five. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, we didn't win. Yeah, yeah okay. they, no double win bonus. Do they give? We up? get like win bonuses and stuff. So like yeah, every win, you get like X amount, and then like if you're playing like a team that you're like chasing in for playoffs or like right around you in playoffs or like a big team like Sky or Cisco, which would be like a huge win to like double the win bonus or something like that. But that's all like up to the owner. Like it's like a game time decision. You usually don't find out about it until after the game. Like the GM will come in and be like, we got you a double win bonus, blah, blah, blah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Did, uh, did you have any encounter with like fans uh, maybe at the rink or away from the rink? Like, away fans or opposing fans like how they're kind of harsh i think like they were pretty like passionate and i'm sure they were like chanting stuff that like yeah, he, wasn't very nice but saying. like he's getting chirped. yeah i don't he know what they're saying. saying yeah i could probably get like chirped to shreds but i just didn't understand it um <laughs> i mean the fans were really passionate like a bunch of the ranks like the fans were like hang out like at like the exits and stuff and wait for uh wait for the teams to come out but no nah, no one really chirped me the fans like in cool like the kulun fans and matishi where we played like they were really like super nice like one lady made me like a like carving sketch of me playing and said like thanks for the season blah 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 so like they'll give you gifts and stuff and like they're really nice to you but like cool the away fans i didn't i didn't get like i didn't get oh, chirped hey. very much by them that's good. Yeah, no hate. Uh, did you play against anyone? Because I know there's a ton of guys in that league that played in the national. Did you play against anyone that you were like, oh shit, like that guy's on this team? Uh or no. So like so the bet like the leading score in the league was that Dimitri Yashkin. He was over in the show for a little bit. He played for like Phoenix, I wanna say, and maybe some other spots, but like when he was on the ice, like he was buzzing. And then obviously like Radulov and Akbars. He was just like a different, and then the the defenseman uh, Slava Voinov. He was also an Akbars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, that team was like would be my guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, Radulov was Radulov. like it was like I think he I, I started two games against him. I think he had like two goals and a couple apples or something. But like he's just you can't take the puck off him. He's like built like a horse, and he's just like so much energy and like he's just buzzing around the zone nonstop, like constantly like bobbing his head and stuff but he's like he's like fun like just a funny nice guy like i made a nice save on him one time and he like came over to me he's like oh my god like really good save bro <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> like, well he knows he's getting like a goal and assist after that so he's not worried about it he's but buttering I just, up. yeah he's buttering me up i remember yeah we were in akbar's and i made a save on him he like came over and tapped me on the pads and was like good job very good job <laughs> like <laughs> Thanks, bro. Just don't stop me later. So, yeah, those two are sick. And then uh, there's this guy, uh, oh, Vadim Shipashev. He, I don't know if he ever came. I, he, I think he's the guy, he came over to Vegas, played like three games, had a goal, mm-hmm. and they like tried to send him down or whatever. And he's like, what? I'm not going down. Like, I'll just go back to the K. So he's like, been like one of if not the best players in the league for the past uh probably i mean he's basically played his whole career i don't know how many years but he like he runs akbar's his half wall like to my glove side so like i don't know what you'd call that like your right side or whatever yeah right and this guy just oh my god he just holds the puck and like stick handles looking 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 and just go cross seam sauce like right on the kind of 
Yeah. Is he he's a, a little bit bigger than Kucherov. He's a lefty. He's a lefty. Um, okay. So, yeah, his forehand yeah. to the middle. Yeah, forehand to the middle, like automatic. And then uh, it was Voinov at the top, and then Radulov at the net front. It was just yeah. pretty automatic. Luckily, they were in the East, so we only saw him twice. But who, uh, yeah, that who, power play was nasty. Who won the league? Uh, Siska. They went back to back. Okay. So that's like the Red Army team. It's like in the heart of Moscow, gigantic fan base. Their arena's nasty. And like that team's like one of the best teams I've played against for sure. Like they're just built like so like they play like a North American style. So like that's the thing with that league. Most of the rinks now are NHL size and then a couple of them are like hybrids. So it's like still the same length, but a little bit longer or a little bit wider. Um, but these guys play on an NHL sheet, and it's just like dump, chase, forecheck, bang bodies, and just cycle the puck. Like they're like a bill for playoff team. So any former, they're really good. Any former NHLers on that team? Yeah, Big uh, Americans. I, I don't know if any. Of the, I don't know if you know any. There's this like Okulov guy. He was really good. Um, there was this Abramov guy who I played against in the American League who was like this little yeah, skill forward. Yeah, he played in the queue, right? He played in the queue, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was really good. Um, yeah, they all of them like came to North America and like played in the show or the A okay. for a little bit, but I, I don't know if there are any guys on that team like a Radulov type name. Um, but they're just like so well built. Like every line's big and fast, though. So. Yeah. It was tough going up again. And they were in our conference, too. So we played them, like, six times. It was like mm-hmm. – we actually – I I want to say we went, like, two and three against them or something. It was like we played them close, but I think it's more they're just like, oh, we're going into Coom or something. But we snuck out two uh, – we beat them in a shootout and then overtime. So I think yeah. we were, like, two and three against them. Yeah, so it wasn't bad. Double win bonus. Yeah, one of them was a double win bonus. Yeah, yeah so that was really nice. Yeah, <laughs> I love the KHL talk. I think everyone's gonna love it, and like, I think we would be good just wrapping it up now. But I'm just interested. Like, you grew up in Chicago, got you into hockey. Just talking Mike about Mike like, honestly, my old man. Pucks, like, well, yeah, the goalie, goalie, the goalie thing. I don't know. Like, still to this day, I'm like, what was I thinking? You know what I mean? Like, especially like dog days this season. Every part of your body hurts, and you're just I don't want to swear, but you're stressed out all the time. You can't, like, it's just brutal. But, like, 100% my kid will not be a goalie, for sure. <laughs> but, like, my old man obviously got me into hockey, like most of us. Like, he's a diehard fan, loves the game. Um, and then, like, becoming a goalie. Like, my, I know my uncle, his brother played goalie. So, I think that had a little bit of a sway in it. And, like, in I have a terrible memory, but, like, for some reason, I vaguely remember I was playing for the Huskies, like, this might team in Darien, which is like just on the road from where I'm at. Um, and obviously in mites, like most teams, like you rotate goalies. And I think like I played my first game and we won three, two and I played pretty good or something. And then like, ever since then, I just started playing goalie and here we are freaking 20, 20 years later and I'm still here. So. Yeah. That's unreal. Uh, that's unreal. That's actually like mm-hmm. all I got. Like to be honest, like we can go talk about the coast and stuff, but I loved hearing about the KHL. I actually have a quick question about the KHL. Would you say that city Moscow is like? Can you compare it to a city in the U.S.? Is it like 
Times Square, but every street is Times Square. That's what you kind of made it seem like. So, yeah, it's just like, so I've only, I was in New York very briefly when I was at Wisco. We played uh, Ohio State um, at MSG, which was a sick experience. So, like, I was only there very briefly, walked around very quickly. But, like, I don't know, man. It's just so big. Like, I can't wrap my head around, like, you'll just be driving and you'll see a gigantic skyline of buildings and then you'll drive five minutes more and there'll be another gigantic skyline and another one and another one. It's just like incomprehensible how big that place is. Um, but like, they're like public transportation. That's the one thing that I noticed over there was like unbelievable. Like their Metro station, you can get off like every three blocks everywhere all over the city. The trains are like clean, run on time super cheap it was like 50 rubles which like is a little bit under a dollar now it was like right about a dollar um when we were over there so like yeah i don't i don't know how to compare it i would say it's basically like i don't know how many people in new york is i think it's like a couple million a eh? so it'd be like two of those stacked on top of each other yeah that's something yeah it's crazy and then the architecture is like really nice so like i was told like back in the day when they were building their cities they like hired like French and Italian uh, architects to come over there and like design their like buildings and like streets and stuff. So they have like almost like that French feel where it's like little like three story like pastel buildings with like the windows and then like courtyards in the middle of every city block where like you pull in and you park. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's very European uh, in some senses, like especially like downtown, like the heart of Moscow. And then once you start like getting outside the like heart of the city, it starts to get like more modern and like big tall skyscrapers and stuff. And then uh, my last question of the pod is, do you see yourself like as a KHL or do you hope to kind of make a name for yourself in that league and, you know, be there for a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be playing for as long as I can play. Right. So if you're not in the show, like this is the next best place to be in my opinion. 100%, like, I agree. Yeah. I like, it's great hockey. You get treated really well and you can make a good living if you like become one of the top guys in the league. So yeah, I'm down to play there as long as possible. Honestly. That's unreal. Yeah. I'm really happy for you. Like that's a great gig that you got. Um, you know, you say you got lucky. I think, uh, to have success, it always comes with a little bit of luck. But uh, I mean, I I love that for you, man. You're like Z yeah. told for the pod. You're buying low in Russia because a lot of people are <laughs> like, like not are skeptical to go over and stuff like that. And you went over, and sounds like you you had an amazing experience in year one. And I mean, yeah, I'm totally. fair enough to keep up with you in year two. I I might have to just keep in touch. I, I'd love a couple of FaceTimes. I mean, I have you on Snap. That's why I know you went to Dubai. But I'd love <laughs> FaceTimes and just kind of. Set me, set the phone there, and just keep me there for an hour, just so I can see the vibe in Russia. Yeah, yeah, we'll dial in. We can do a little, a little more in-depth stuff when it's not the, not out in the public or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Nikolai, Nikolai Blachmanov. Nikolai Blachmanov. Yeah, Nikolai Blachmanov. Yeah, I actually have my skill guy. I actually, quick yeah, question: We can skill. do this while we're recording. I have a Polish passport, and I've always wondered because people tell me. Uh, some people tell me that any European passport is good for any league, like as in no. So how does it so, work? So for the K, um, if you have a Belarus or a Kazakhstan passport, you don't count as an import. 
um so that's like you see guys like uh i don't know if you know like shane prince um he played in spartak last year but he played in dynamo minsk for a couple years and they gave him a belarusian belarusian passport so he no longer counts as an import which is like huge especially like with it going down to three spots and then there's this guy on siska uh his name is daryl Darren Dietz, he uh he played in Kazakhstan for like a bunch of years. So he's got a Kazakhstan passport. So he also doesn't count as an import. Um and those are the two guys, I think. But yeah, only so those three countries, Belarus, Kazakhstan, and uh Russia, you don't count as an import uh once you get those passports. Uh I didn't know you had a Polish passport. Yeah, I got it during COVID. So during COVID, my mom told me she had a Polish passport. She said you could fly to New York and get yours at the embassy. Said I got nothing to do. I might as well get one in case one day I want. Yeah, to might as well, right? Help me. Yeah. But now I know it can only help me if I want to play like in the Polish league. That I'm not an import. Yeah, if you go to the Polish league, yeah, you're not an import. Um, you can get pretty good money in the Polish league, though. I, I've heard some guys get offers from that. Oh, do you know if it's a good league? I've never even. I have no idea. I mean, it's a pretty decent league. I, I don't think it's like a top top league, but right. it's not terrible. Right, like ECHL or better or worse. Mm, I don't know. Maybe like right around there. Maybe like the top team is a little better, the bottom team is a little worse, something like that. Because like that's the thing with like a lot of these European leagues, there isn't the like the there's not like a like the salary cap and all that stuff is kind of weird. So a lot of those leagues, you'll see like the top teams have like a gigantic budget and then the bottom teams have like, it's like a lower space, budget. Like based on the owner kind of? Yeah, owner, like I'm sure they have stuff tied to sort of like revenue so that it's sustainable and stuff, right. much like uh, soccer works over there. But yeah, I don't know. All right, well, you got some? No, man, I'm, I'm good. Jenny, thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, I learned a no ton. No problem, boys. I learned a thanks ton. for having me. I feel like I played in Russia yeah. last season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was unreal. And you actually got a little Russian look to you right now with that muzzy. You got a little tan. It's big in Russia. The muzzy's big. That's why I grew it. The girls like it over there. So I got to keep really? it on while I'm going over there. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Get yourself a woman translator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, bro. Uh, Thanks well, for coming Yeah, on. it's been fun, boys.